Welcome to Dominion Sonship. Here we go live once again to the very testimony of the faithfulness of our God, the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ, that He is alive, alive forevermore, that He ever lives to make intercession for us. And so here I stand on the basis of the blood. Here I stand on the basis of the truth of His word. I stand on the basis of the lead of the Holy Spirit. And so I was just uh, mindful before the start um, of this moment today that I'm really at this moment three years. I believe the first, the first message that I recorded under Dominion Sonship when the Lord called me was March the 15th, a Sunday, 2020. And right before that, he had called me the Monday on the night, on the 9th of March, he had spoken to me in prayer. And so really, this is three years of his faithfulness, three years of a huge transformation um, of, of my life and, of course, my family in turn and, and uh, really a stepping out on, on, on nothing under my feet but the Word of God, for that is what faith is. Faith is a confidence to keep walking under the lead and the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so I have a message and I'm truly trusting God for this message. It really came as a phrase in prayer last night as, as I was praying and this phrase came out of my mouth and it really was a rather astounding, astounding phrase for I've never thought of it that way, but it came as a statement Walk in the ease of faith. Walk in the ease of faith. The ease of faith. Wow. You know, it's really, it's really the, the, the great perplexity really of our Christian life. And what I mean by that is this, 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 this real dichotomy. We come to the place of revelation. It is truly no longer I. And what a great death that is really. And we are constantly attaining to this revelation to be conformed to his death. To really pick up our cross daily so that, so that we can live the true life of God on earth. And so when we talk about the ease of faith, what really comes across is that there is a place that we now have in Christ, <laughs> which we know as the rest of faith. To really cease from our carnal, earthly, heady labor, this heady understanding, and to solely entrust myself to the lead of the Spirit. Now that is the fight of faith that really brings you into the ease of faith. And so what I'm about to talk about is something I'm trusting God for revelation of an utterance that I know, I know, I know what he meant when he spoke it to me last night. I know and I, I can really look back over my life and even over these last three years and, and really fathom it how, how I'm on this side of it. How did I overcome this and that and something else? And now looking back, I think with such ease, and yet I know when I walk through it, 
there was a great press of not looking back, of attaining to that to which he's laid hold of me for the call of God. And so when I, what I'm talking about is not a fluffy message of, you know, it's all honky-dory in Jesus. Absolutely not. No, that's not the message. I'm talking about the sufferings of Christ that we are daily undergoing, that it's no longer I, it's no longer I, it's no longer what I think it's supposed to be and not be. And that is also in light of these wrong thoughts of what it means to suffer for Jesus. It's not what you think it to be. So often we have this thought of martyrdom. But really what it is, it's a death of an old flesh, of an old way, of an old thought that is actually rather painful because we don't want to let it go. We don't realize how familiar and how, how much we really trust the old man. Oh, honesty, honesty. And you see, when we, when we are familiar with the old ways and, 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 and have this wrong, um, weight that we put on the old ways of selfishness, of having arguments, of explaining your situation, of excusing, uh, that which you are caught short of, a shortfalling, when we want to vindicate ourselves, avenge ourselves, uh, uh, bring our side of the story, be loved by everyone and accepted by everyone. At that moment, we're really denying the word of God. At that moment, we're really forsaking the cross of Christ. Because you see, to love the world... John says in 1 John is to hate God. And so when he spoke to me, walk in the ease of faith, I did a little somersault in my head. Because I know what a death this means and also I know what kind of a joy this means. So I'm not talking about an earthly ease. I'm talking about a heavenly rest. A heavenly rest that we have now entered in through the blood of Christ. A boldness divine that we are now partakers of because of the blood of Christ. To live in the very presence of the living God in Christ alone. We stand established by God on the true foundation of the law and the prophets. The Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled the word made flesh. The life of God made manifest through my mortal body, a quickening of my outer man and an animation of the spirit to be able to walk in the fullness of the call of God bestowed upon our lives before the foundation of the earth. Yeah, right, just that, that, right, that moment. What does that look like to live this out, what I just said on earth? It is a major forsaking. It is a forgetting what was and running unhindered when everything is wanting to hinder you. The number one hindrance, your own thought process. This week I, I listened to a few of my messages the one 
especially I listened to was the love of one. Because last Sunday when I spoke on Love Heals, I made reference to the love of one. And as I listened to the love of one, I could see the intensity of the presentation of the message. And just this, this passion that comes out through me. So I thought during the week, you know what? This Sunday I'm going to be calm. <laughs> oh, calm. This is what calm looks like. Passion for Jesus. It's not a calm that we are so familiar with in the world. Composed. There's nothing composed about God. There's nothing rational about God. To give his son for you and I. The most wretched of wretched we were in his sight. A stench, the word says. We were sin, conceived in sin. And so he came to become sin for us so we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How, how, how do you explain that to a human mind that is unrenewed? Makes no sense. And so when we talk about the truth of the word of God, it produces a passion because it's of the spirit. And so this walk that I'm talking about, the walk of faith, it is a walk of the spirit. And so if I go back to my title that he gave me last night in the, in the moment of prayer, walk in the ease of faith, we can say walk in the ease of the love of God. And I'm not surprised he's talking about it now after about three, four weeks on love that we spoke of. God is love. God is love. And he has so loved us. He gave his beloved son so that we can now walk in the ease of his love. What is that? What's what John says in 1 John again? To believe and to know the love of God. To believe and to know the love of God is what the ease of faith looks like. What is the ease of faith that we can walk in today? An assurance of being the loved child of God. Being born again. And that's why Jesus tells Nicodemus, you must be born again. And if you're not born again, you will not understand anything that I'm saying this morning. You see, we cannot understand the kingdom of God lest we be born again. There's no entrance into heaven unless we're born again. Born from above, born of the spirit of the living God, having received the son, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a game we play, nor do we pretend anything about it because eternity, eternity is real. It is forever. That what we do on this earth, the decisions that we make, whether we choose him or reject him, determines an eternal reality. For right here, right now, we're making choices for eternal reality, whether heaven or hell. And there's nothing in the middle. Don't fool yourself. And this is where I am living today. Heaven is for real. And I know there was a book that was written. And we thank all the books of encounters of the angelic encounters of, 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 of being 
uh, allowed to have glimpses of heaven through night visions, day visions. But really this word is our solid foundation that we now, because we have the Son of God, have eternal life. Heaven entry with the Father. In the very throne room of God, we stand before him in love. Right now, right now as children of the living God, right now, we're living out eternity. And when the assignment comes to an end, here on earth, ha we'll find ourselves where we've always been before him. But in a whole different realm of existence, no longer shackled with this earthly flesh. So I have a message. Walk in the ease of faith, which we said can be walk in the love of God. Another way we can say it, walk in the ease of the word of God. Walk in the ease of the word of God. And what, what, what a battle of faith this is. To enter and to abide in the word of God and to bring down every thought, to bring into captivity every rebellious thought. The number one rebellious thought is self-pity. Self-pity, woe is me. No one gets me. But there is an ease of this persuasion of faith. Based on the word of God, there is a great ease. It's called the very victory of Jesus that has overcome the world. Ha ha. We are now the champions of the world because, because of the one who's gone before us and laid down his life for you and I. We can also say walk in the ease of the lead of the spirit. And even that too, what an oxymoron it can be. With the flesh that is constantly pulling on us. With a heady understanding of coming against the lead of the Spirit. The lead of the very beloved Spirit of God. That he poured out on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit. That leads us into the holiness of God. That leads us in the truth of the Word of God. That brings forth a persuasion of faith to walk above the fray. Yes, it's an ease and yet great adversity when we step out under his lead. Well, so what? So what? <laughs> what do we say to all these things? Romans 8 says, we are more than conquerors. We have overwhelming victory. What can we say to all these things? What say you today about your life that he's given to you? What say, what do I say about the life he's given to me? Is it easy or is it hard? <laughs> it's worth it. To follow him is your great reward. To live in him is your life. To be fully pleasing to him because of your faith in him is a delight to you and I. It doesn't matter what we feel on the external. 
We're beyond that now. We are of the Spirit. And so let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. I have actually picked quite a few portions of scriptures that are rather lengthy. So I have to trust the lead of the Spirit and um, I have to trust the lead of the Spirit. And I am. 1 Peter 2, starting verse 1. Therefore laying aside, this is it. What does it look like, this ease of faith? It's a laying aside of the sin that so easily ensnares us. How can that be an ease? Well, it's an ease if you're solely beholding him, the captain of your salvation. There is an ease in that laying aside because you know you're made to follow him alone and so to let all else go really is of no consequence to you. But if you are mesmerized, but that which wants to mesmerize you, the things, the cares of the world, the sin that so easily ensnares you, well, then it's hard. But you know what? The wages of sin is what? Death. It's not worth it. So the ease of faith looks like laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, hypocrisy. See, all these violate, all of these things, they actually are a violation to the cleansed consciousness that you have in Christ through the blood of Jesus. You see, as a Christian, your conscience has been cleansed through the blood of Christ. And so now you have a purity within you by the Spirit of the Lord that lives in you that is constantly leading you to truth. And so if you partake of deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking, it will be so grieving to you. It's not worth it. And so this laying aside of all of malice and deceit and all these foul things is actually an ease to your inner man. It's time for us to grow up to who we truly are. We're not the external situation. We're the internal reality. We're the eternal, internal reality of Christ in me, the hope of glory. And that takes a situating in the Word of God. Time with God. A cutting out of worldly influences. Whatever they might be. Media. Certain relationships. Influences. If it's not propelling you forward in this forward run of faith, let it go. It is a hindrance. It's a snare to your soul. It is grieving to you. And then you come into this hard moment when we're called into the rest of faith. To enter it and to abide in the truth of his word that he so loved us. That he gave his son for you and I. So we can now have an assurance, a living hope that it will turn out just fine for you and I in Christ. It always works out to the good of those that are called by his name and love him. It will turn around to glorify your living God. If you choose to live 
in this place of the rest of faith. He says, Peter says, to lay aside all this filthiness. Verse 2, as newborn babes. What does it look, this ease of faith? As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. You know, I have four children, four children. Thank God for them. And, and you know, I, I think of nursing and I think of just the little hungry little faces. Or you can look at little kittens or, 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 or puppies looking for, for, for that milk. What a desire that's driving them. And nothing can stop that desire. If they want the milk, they want the milk. They'll cry. They'll cry your river loud too. Well, stop being in your tracks so you feed them. As newborn babes desire the pure milk. Are you hungry for his word today? Are you hungry for truth today? Are you so, so thirsty to know the living, the living stream of his words? Or have you become calloused and dulled down of you know it all now? You know it all now. Now you can fellowship with the world. And you'll be just fine because you're so strong you can quote a few verses. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Growth, growth, a maturity that comes in through the revelation of the love of God that is solely found in the word of God. Solely found in the word of God. In the last few weeks, we went through so many verses on the love of God. That while we yet sinners, he died for us. In this manner, we know love. Let's go this the one verse we can refresh ourselves because it's very close here. In First John, in First John three sixteen, by this we know love because He laid down His life for us. By this we know love because He laid down His life for us. This is what love looks like. It's not an experience <laughs> of an outer. Outer man thrills and goosebumps. Those might follow, but I tell you, love is truth. And this is how we grow. This is how we grow in this ease of faith. By desiring, by craving the word of truth. By craving the word of God and, and growing thereby. If indeed you have tasted if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, I'm back into 1 Peter chapter 2. If indeed have you, yes you have. We have indeed tasted that the Lord is gracious. And look what beautiful, beautiful language follows thereafter. Coming to him as a, to a living stone. Coming to him as to a living stone. Rejected indeed by man. The sufferings of Christ, but chosen by God, the ease of faith. To know I'm well pleasing to my heavenly Father, because I believe in the one whom he sent. 
and precious. You also as living stones are being built up, being built up. There is an assignment. There is a mission. There is a working of the spirit in your life. And it's in the hidden places of faith. Our outer man knows nothing really. Outside of an experience or a sensation. But that is really for, counts for nothing, John says. It, it counts for nothing. The things of the flesh, they come to naught. But the spirit of the living God brings and gives life. And so here we see what, what the purpose is being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. There is no pollution. There is nothing filthy about this. We are built as a consecrated body to offer a spiritual sacrifice that is acceptable to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. It is through the Lord Jesus Christ. We read these verses and they can just become writings. But this is life-giving. This is an adjustment to my sight. This gives me divine purpose. This gives me a divine assurance. That even though it might seem hard-pressed, like Paul wrote, I'll not be crushed. Because I'm being conformed to the image of the firstborn. There is a great working in my life. That I choose to engage with. That I choose to yield to. The ease of faith. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. Elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. He who believes on him, he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. The ease of faith. Never to know shame. Never to know condemnation. Never to know rejection. The ease of faith. The ease of the love of God. The ease of walking in the lead of the Spirit and living and abiding in the Word of God. You will not be put to shame. You will not walk in condemnation. Because you walk in the spirit. And though you might suffer persecution on the outer man, you know one thing. You are beholding the living Christ. And you're forsaking all else. For there is a mandate on your life. A price he paid for you and I. To be found in him. To offer up. Spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 7, therefore, to you who believe, to you and I that believe him, he is precious. He is precious. 
We want lives that are pleasing to our precious God. We live lives that are pleasing to our living God. By laying aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, all envy, and all evil speaking. Therefore, to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Well, he's surely not that to us. He's not a rock of offense to us. They stumble being disobedient to the word, which they also were appointed. To which, to which they were also appointed, to which we have been appointed. We have been appointed to the word of God. Oh, for our ears to open up. You and I have been appointed to the word of God. Appointed to Christ, the Messiah. Appointed to God whose word became flesh. Appointed to crave the truth of his word so we can grow up. You are, verse 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. It's who we are. And when we trust this word, we truly are living out the rest of faith. Because we know we have been accepted in the beloved. A holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. What great rejoicing we can have today. That we have been called out of darkness. The very, the very grip of Satan, the destroyer, the killer, the murderer. Who was a murderer from the very beginning. We've been snatched out of darkness and placed where? In his marvelous light. Who once were not a people, but now are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And then he, from there he talks to us that we are sojourners. We're to live life as sojourners, as foreigners in this land of earth, as pilgrims abstaining from fleshy lusts. The war against the soul. The fight of faith to resist, to take the way out, the way of escape that he's already provided through the word of God. To live above the adversity of the moment. To have a mind that is sober and vigilant. To know I do have an adversary that's roaming about, seeking whom he may devour. But in Christ, when I walk in this dominion that I have in him, I'm not devourable. Huh? I'm of God now. I'm God's chosen generation. I'm God's chosen royal priesthood. I am his part of his holy nation. I'm his very special person. Once I did not belong to him, but now I belong to him. Part of the people of God. And if God be for us, this is what the ease of faith sounds like. 
You speak that which you believe. Faith speaks. You move the mountains of, 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 of tauntings, of harshness, of the hardness of the hour by saying, no, no, I'm being conformed to him. I choose to let it all go. What's that? Not the assignment of God in your life, but the deceit, the hypocrisy, the evil speaking. So I be seen as a follower of Christ. Right here is going to tell us. Verse 12. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, they may, by your good works, which they observe, they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. It talks about submission for God's sake. So as you submit, you honor God. You know that you submit to. It is to honor God. And if that which you submit to, the wrong thing is not honorable to God, then you submit it in the wrong thing. So uh, in, in 18, he moves into servants being submissive to their masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable if because of conscience towards God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? <laughs> but when you do good, when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. How can one do that? One can do that when you walk in the revelation of who you are. You're God's chosen people. You're called by his name. You're a pilgrim on earth. The world is not your own. The way they rejected him, they'll reject you. But you're far above. You live in the acceptance of God through Christ. Verse 21. For to this you are called, for to this you are called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, this is how you walk in the ease of faith. When your reality is not of earth, but it's of heaven. When you too, like Jesus, for the joy that was set before you, endure the cross you are carrying daily. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself. Committed himself to him who judges righteously. Do you know you live life before God, do you know? Do I know? Do we know we live life before God? The righteous judge. And you can today commit your life to him who judges rightly. And he will bring an rightness to your moment when you fully have committed him and have refused to engage your flesh in the strivings of man. For the servant of God should not strive with another. What a death this is. 
of an old way, but that old way has got to go, but it's got to go. It's been nothing but a snare, nothing but a divider. But in Christ, the unity that we now have in the faith, in this one baptism, this is what it looks like to entrust myself fully to him. Because he now lives in me, and I live in him, and we have become one. And he knows me. He knows me. He's called me for a time such as now to reflect the very glory of God on earth. He knows you. He knows you. He is in you right now. It's not a fluffy message today, but it never really is with me. And so I know those that the Lord leads this way to listen. They're tough soldiers for Christ. There's a toughness in the message of Christ. And when I title this the ease of faith, I know it's tough. It's intense. It's called endurance. But we have to endure to the very end and overcome it all. Yes, because he has already. And in him I have too. Who then who was reviled did not revile in return when he suffered he didn't threaten nor committed him but committed himself to him who judges righteously who himself bore our sins in his own body it's what he did for us so we now call the righteousness of God through him who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. To live for righteousness, this righteousness that is of faith that Paul talks about. The righteousness that is of faith that he, Paul said he's attaining to walk in. Not a justification that comes from man, but it comes through God, through the blood of Christ. It comes of God and by God and through God. In God alone, through his blood, we stand as just men before him. To live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Last Sunday's message, we read this verse, love heals. On the cross, he bore every sickness and every disease. Every dis-ease, so we can walk in the ease of him. Life forevermore. Let's go to, oh, so many verses. In Hebrews. We're right there. That just shall live by faith. Let's go to Hebrews 10. There's a lot of verses in Hebrews I have. Let's go to chapter 10. In, in, in 19, he talks about holding fast to our confession of faith. Because we now have boldness to enter. The holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way. 
It's all about him, the way. It's all about this new and living way that we know is Jesus. And only in him and through him do we know life. And do we know the way. And do we know truth. It's not my way and his way. Narrow, very narrow, very narrow is the way. And in this way, there's no hypocrisy. In this way that we now have boldness before the living God is no deceit. There's no evil speaking and there's no malice. We put up with too much. We excuse a lot more than we think we do. There's no hiding behind the shadows. In him, there's no shadow of turning. We live in that unapproachable light that God is. Translated what Peter says, that we've now been taken out of darkness into the marvelous light of who he is. And when we walk in his light, we have forgiveness of sin because the blood is washing us from every unrighteousness, First John writes in chapter 1. This new and living way which he consecrates, is verse 20, he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. His flesh was torn, So we can enter in and fellowship with the living God. And so when we walk in this verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Don't change your mind. Don't be in one day and out the next day. Don't go spectating the world for a little while and, and, and participate in the fun they have, which leads to destruction because you've just partaken of the flesh nature. You've yielded to the wrong way. Verse 24, but let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is by exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching, and we are most definitely seeing the day approaching. And so from there, he moves into this place of mm, we're not to sin willfully thereafter. In verse 26, for if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, this is sobering. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much more worse punishment do you suppose? Do you suppose? Will be? Will he be? Of how much worse punishment do you suppose? Will he be? thought worthy who has trampled the son of God underfoot. It's even hard to read it. Counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace. 
For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I'll repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord would judge his people. It is a fearful, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And that's why we love the gift of repentance. We love the gift of repentance. To have this assurance of faith and good standing with our living God. And so from there he talks about endurance. Because we know uh, the tail end of verse 34 that we know that we have a, a better and enduring possession for our, for ourselves in heaven. We can undergo persecutions and the stripping that come through living in the world. But verse 35, therefore do not cast away your confidence, which, which has great reward for you, for you and I, for you have need of endurance. What? The ease of faith? I thought it's a, it's, what is it? Uh, a cakewalk? Something like that. I thought it was just, it was just a fun little thing. We just go to church and sing and we love one another. Yeah, we do go to church and we sing, we do love one another. And the rest of the week we resist. We're walking in the confidence of the love of God, which is the ease of faith. So I can have a smile and go on singing and go on loving others. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while and he who is coming will come. He is coming for yet a little while in a little while. And he who is coming will come and will not tarry, will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. This persuasion of faith, the rest of faith that Hebrews 4 talks about, that he framed today, or actually last night in prayer, to walk in the ease of faith, in the ease of his love, in the ease of his word, in the ease of his spirit. But can I add to it? in the ease of the sufferings of Christ. To walk in the ease of the sufferings of Christ because he went before me and endured the cross so I might live through him. Oh, to give him thanks today for what he's done for us. Oh, to give him thanks today for that which he has suffered for us. For that which he endured. And so surely we can endure the hour of persecution that we're finding ourselves in. Just the beginning of it. Hey, hey, what glory it produces. We're the shining ones of God. The word of God abiding in us that lives and abides forever. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. What displeases God is this wavering. What displeases God is this changing your mind of who, whose you are. You are God's. You are a purchased possession. With your body, with our bodies, we're to glorify God. What a message. And I knew when I heard the ease of faith, I cringed within me. Not because 
I'm intimidated. No, because I have embraced it. I have embraced this walk of Christ. To have a sound mind and to see all as good because I only see the good one. I only see the one that's high and lifted up today. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. But of those who believe, <laughs> we are those who believe to the saving of the soul. Oh, so many verses. Let's go to... Um, Ephesians 5. Hmm. Verse 1. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. He's given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God. And so when Peter talks about us being of those that are called to bring to him spiritual sacrifices, that are acceptable to God in Christ Jesus. This is what we're walking, is this ultimate sacrifice of him laying down his life for us. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And then a lot of correction goes in there. You can read it from 3 and 5 to 5 included. Verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words. A lot of deception with empty words. Oh, God is not that tough. Oh, oh, you know, he gets you. Oh, you know, God knows my heart. Yes, he does. And he chose to send forth his son as an atoning sacrifice for you and I. Because outside of him, outside of this love of God that is found in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are hopeless. Hopeless. Without hope in this world. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Be selective as the company you keep. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. This is it. Now we are light in the Lord. Now we walk in the light 
of the revelation of the word of God. Now we walk in the understanding and, 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 and the knowing of the love of God. And this is what produces an ease to the Christian life. <laughs> to know the work is finished. To know that it is done. It is finished. And now I walk the walk of the Spirit by reckoning an old nature dead. By taking the cross of Christ, which is my liberty from the world and from the shackles and oppressions of the old carnal mind. To walk in the full stature of God. A Christian filled with the Holy Spirit. That my conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Daily we are finding out. Daily as we are partaking of the pure milk of the word of God. Daily we are growing up and finding out that which is acceptable to the Lord. That sacrifice of my life to live as a living sacrifice. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather expose them. And then further down talks about verse 15. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Oh, I, 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 I maybe did 10% of the message today. But let faith be our eyes. Let the word of God be our sight. And let us walk in this rest that his word provides for us. This ease of faith. Glory be to God. Thank you for joining me. And I believe we'll continue along this stream next Sunday. Be blessed. Amen. We're done. Done, done, done.